Hey, what's up, TT Nation? It's Josiah. Uh, before we hop into the show, just wanted to mention I've been posting a lot over on LinkedIn and I've uh, been just building connections over there. And if we haven't connected yet, I would love for you to just reach out to me or shoot me a connection request over on LinkedIn. Just search for Josiah Novak and you'll find my profile. It's just my face with a yellow background. So shoot me a connection request and I'd love to just uh, hang out with you over on LinkedIn if you're on that platform. Um, and without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. Hey, it's Josiah Novak and welcome to the True Transformation Podcast, the top fitness podcast for men who want to get ripped, naturally boost testosterone levels and use fitness as a tool to not only look and feel better, but improve all areas of life in the process. Welcome to the show. Buckle up. Life moves fast. Let's make it count. All right, brother. Uh, we're live. Yeah. So, hey, I think the way I discovered you was before your UFC debut. I want to say there was a story that came out about an incident you were a part of where I think you may have died <laughs> multiple times or something, right? What what happened exactly? Um, so I was like drinking, I was drunk, smoking, and then I just ended up taking like a viral acid and like overnight the shrooms, and I'm all tweaking. I'll say, oh, I need to go home, <laughs> but not to my house because I was at the mall trying to sell this phone so I could get more weed. <laughs> and then and then I was too high and I couldn't sell my phone. It wasn't working. So I just dipped, went back to the house. Then I'm like trying to watch the TV, right? And you know, everything just way too much at this point. It's hitting me. And my sure. friends keep walking by now and I'm like, what the hell? They plotting on me. <laughs> you know how <laughs> you're just getting get, super man. paranoid. Yeah, and then I go in there, and I was like, these guys are making no sense. They talk about nothing. I was like, I don't even know I'm hanging out with these dudes. <laughs> so I went back in the living room, and then uh, I'm trying to watch uh, the show, and I'm clicking that show, and I'm trying to get through it. And then demons show up. Oh, and man. then like I end up passing out, cracking my head through a window, then fighting six cops. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm sure the cops enjoyed uh, a UFC level fighter on on uh, on acid or whatever. <laughs> I, I was young then; I was just like 19. Mm. So, were you in college then? Yeah, I was. A, I was coming off my freshman year of college. Oh, okay, okay. So, so then the cops come, and you would. So, your your I think your was it your throat that got slit, right? It was my eye. It was gushing blood. My head. Oh my. So then, once once the medical team arrived, you did. So the story I just want. I hope I'm not butchering it, but did your heart stop? Yeah, that's once they able to get me. I got chased a few times. Many things. Then got rear naked, choked. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up dying twice back there. Uh, yeah, and then like imagine that I'm. I think I'm tripping, sitting on the couch, and then I wake up at, at the hospital. So it was crazy. Oh my goodness, man! So, do you think that, like, just back then, it was just like lifestyle, partying, college type of stuff, or or was this something that had been going on for a while? Uh, nah, it was just once I got to college, I got my freedom, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Just imagine that, just 
So I was like, number one in the nation as a freshman. So it was just like, I just thought it was the move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, man. Like when you're, you're highly touted, you know, we're young guys, right? Like there's so much going through our, our bodies in terms of changes. And then you have a lot of pressure from, you know, just being that at that level that, you know, you're looking for an outlet. I know, I know I can relate, man. I was the same exact way. You know, you get freedom, you get like, you know, all this clout and whatever at the same time. It's like a lot to deal with. Yeah, it is. Especially being the number one athlete. And then, um, yeah, it just comes with everyone talking to you. And then, you know, you're trying to be cool, look the part. Mm. So it all caught up to me. Sure. When did you know that you wanted to be a fighter, man? Like, I, I know wrestling obviously at times leads to it, but did you know you wanted to be a fighter when you were younger or was this something that just developed as you got more into wrestling? No, I talked about it. And then like, I used to always love Anderson Silva. My kids have wanted the show for us. But I was still kind of scared to do it. But then after that trip, I knew I was supposed to do it. So I was like, I'm just going to go try to get a couple national titles. Because it's just easy to get in a bigger promotion if you have some wrestling national titles. So I was trying to go back to do that for a couple of years and then quit so I could start fighting. Mm. After that experience, that's when I knew I was supposed to. Because, like, in my trip, I was fighting a lot of people. So I was like, I think God's just showing me I'm supposed to fight if I die twice. Oh my gosh. Did you become more spiritual after that? Like, was faith something that became a part of your life? Um, More so. But yeah, God always been a part of my life. I grew up in the church. Yeah. Where, where, uh, I remember, uh, thank you, Jesus, for hours, man. When I was a youngster, I was like, oh my goodness. And if we fall asleep, we laughing on the head. And I was the king of falls asleep during the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you growing up, you were in the church. Where, where did you grow up? I was born in Chicago and I lived in Lionsville, Alabama. So you're like me, man. I'm from Chicago too. <laughs> I'm in I'm in Virginia now, but I grew up all over the world. So did my wife. My wife is from Germany, actually. You said uh, you were in Germany. Yeah, I've been to Germany, Frankenberg. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, my wife is from uh, Hamburg, actually. I don't know that, where is that. If there's like, ah, uh, to say. To be to be honest, I'm terrible with geography. <laughs> so I probably I probably couldn't explain exactly Same. where it is. But it's like a it's a central part of Germany, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. So speaking of my wife, actually, it's funny. I was doing my research on you prior to our show. And uh just so you know, you always got someone who's gonna wish you a happy birthday now because I'll never forget your birthday. It's the same as my wife. <laughs> so I, I got you covered, man. If you ever, you, you got nothing to worry about. I'm always, I'm always going to be there for you, bro. <laughs> uh, awesome, man. Virgo game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. September 15th, baby. All day. So I'm curious. So how, how did yes. you get discovered by the UFC? What did, what did that look like? How, how did that process work? Um, I would just, um, just being smart about my fight selection. And I knew once I went pro, I was going to take it more seriously. And I was like, I know what USC likes. They like excitement. So my thing was like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to let a fight go to decision. Even as an amateur? No, I'm an amateur. No, I didn't really care then. I took like two amateur fights. So they, so how did the UFC find you? So you were just, 
fighting as an amateur and then you you, you got discovered or how, how'd that work? No, once I went pro, I was doing good. And I was, like I said, I was making sure I wasn't going to decision. And then uh, I fought this guy, Bobby McIntyre, who beat Julian Arosa, who was in the UFC. And I was able to finish him in the first round. And then I got the call for the contender series. Yeah, and I lost there, as everyone knows, to Sean Woodson. And then I lost again to Derek Minner. Just being dumb and young, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those fights, I shouldn't have fought, honestly. But, really? Why? Why you say like that? Like I said, I was prideful. Just bad, like a bad style match. Um, I had a torn labrum, actually training that during um, the contender series when I was going with my kiss. Like when I shot, he landed like right on the blade of my shoulder, and it went down into my armpit and it popped back. And I, I fractured a ball of my shoulder. I found out and tore my labrum. Mm. So you were injured. So you 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 should have let it recover prior to fighting. Yeah, and every time I thought I was going to get better, and then when I fought Derek Minner, he pulled my arm when I and when he got me in triangle, my my whole shoulder was out of socket, and it was like stabbed me in my neck, little kid. So I was like, "Damn, I'm about to tap, screw it, I don't really care." Like I said, I was being prideful. I thought I could still beat these guys even if I was hurt. Yeah, yeah. So even though you lost on the contender, though, you still got you still got a contract. No, I after that after I lost two in a row, um, I just. Got my surgery, and it was all perfect because COVID hit. And then um, I went to the MMA lab uh, in Arizona, and I just focused strictly on stand-up. And then I came back home and joined the Warrior Camp team uh, here. And then Pablo worked my stand-up, too. And then, sure enough, we rattled off, like, four knockouts in a row all in the first round. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I – so this is all prior to your, your actual UFC debut then when you fought – I think a guy named Matt, right? Yeah, Matt Favola, yeah. This was all before that. I had uh, two 17-second knockouts in a row. Back-to-back, 17, then 16 seconds. So and then, then you... I knocked out in a minute, and then then we got to Favola, which was one of the fastest that year. It's it, it's still the fastest, right, in lightweight history? It's seven seconds, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that. That was crazy, division. man. Yeah, that's how I knew God was on my side. Seven seconds to get there, seven <laughs> seconds to put him in the sleep. So you know, unbelievable. Yeah. So now, since then, though, you you've become known for these quick finishes, right? In fact, I mean, you you only have one loss in the UFC, but I was watching that fight against Drew Dober, and I thought it was over uh, within the first like thirty to forty five seconds. You were smashing him, and so now you've kind of become known. Yeah. That was crazy. They stopped it. I still don't like to stop that fight because if they stopped it right there, they should have stopped the beginning because Lee saw protecting my face. What? How's Dan defending himself? I punched him in the face like 30 times in a row. Yep. I thought the fight right, was about right to on his face. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that is all good. We get better, man. And as you see, I'm picking my shot, taking my time, man. We're ready for three rounds. So, like, if he ever wants to smoke again, I doubt he does, but he knows what happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he does, man. I, I think he he had enough. I actually thought that fight was going to get stopped when you were when you were smashing him, and then then they stopped it with almost you taking less damage than what you were handing out to him. <laughs> I know, and I was like, I was literally blocking everything to barely reach my face with his arm. 
Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. So, so do you actually train for like this type of aggressive fight or, or do you just go into it with more of a mindset? Like, Hey, I'm not here to like go three rounds. I'm not here to like, this isn't a slow play. I'm just here to get, you know, get the knockout or the choke as soon as possible. A lot of people, um, they be like, I'm not getting tired. Of course you're not getting tired. I've watched these fights. These guys are sparring. I'm out here really trying to hurt someone. Like I'm fighting those mm-hmm. guys sparring. I'm really trying to put you up. Like, what's up? <laughs> you see, I ain't <laughs> taking a step backwards. I went for it. Like, what's up? Yeah, no, it's an exciting style, man. I think, uh, it, it, uh, it, it definitely starts to build a huge following behind you. Right. Because people like that style. People want to see action. They want to see, you know, for better, for lack of a better term, they want to see like blood basically. Right. So they know that if you're fighting on the card <laughs> at worst case, it's going to be an exciting fight, right? Like at worst, it'll probably be a crazy yeah. finish. You'll probably knock someone exactly. out or choke someone. Exactly. Like I tell people, I, I made the adjustment, the changes, I'm picking my shots. And like I said, I'm just going to let the finish come to me. Whether that's the first, second or third round. Um, I'll make sure I'm ready for it all. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. You're, you're, you're one of my favorite fighters to watch. So I know on, at the end of your last fight, you called out one of the bigger names, at least like one of the hot names right now. Um, Patty, Patty, the batty from the UK. Uh, by the way, that guy needs to learn how to diet. I don't know what the hell's going on. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy needs to learn his off season diet pronto. Um, but anyway, so you called him out. Do you think UFC is going to give you that fight? Um, nah, I'm not tripping on it. Uh, it's a lot of money. You know, so, you know, they, they got, they got to keep him hot. They know if he goes against me, he's not, you know? So, so yeah, it's business. You gotta wait till we're both ranked. Yeah. Yeah. So marketing happen, is a bitch, though, man. Mar- marketing is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because they could easily market that fight to, you know, if, it, if you guys were maybe like two or three fights down in your career from where you are now, because, you know, at that point they've probably milked out enough of the, the cash cow that they've created over there. But in my head, if they, if they match them up now, like they're basically feeding their, their, you know, their UK superstar to someone who's going to probably wreck him within the first, you know, I mean, I don't know, watching styles. I feel like you're probably ending that fight pretty quick. Quick. And I think, I think deep down, he knows it too. That's why when I seen him, my name brought up, he kind of like avoided. He said, he talked about followers, brother. You know, <laughs> it's funny, man. I, yeah, he did. It's funny, did. man. I, I, didn't, I didn't know this was WWE. I thought this was <laughs> I didn't talk. I, well, you know, I, that I fight's going to happen at some point if he keeps winning, obviously. Exactly. I just got to make sure I'm doing the same thing. And when we're both ranked, it just is bound to happen. Absolutely. So you're going to fight again this year, do you think? Yeah, try to do at least two more times. Oh, wow. Awesome, man. So so I'm curious then. So do you have to stay? Because like I know you fight at 155. What do you what do you walk around at? What's your walking around weight? Uh, I get up no bigger than 185. 185? That's okay. That's still 30 pounds. I mean, a lot of people listening are like casual MMA fans. You know, they watch for fun. Uh, they don't know a lot about like weight cuts, but like 30 pounds sounds to a lot of people like a lot, right? Like, but how much of that yeah, is but, water weight the last week, week or so? Uh, I get, I, once I'm locked in, I'd be walking at like 175. Then, and then I'll get to 170 and then it's pretty easy cut. 
Got it. So, so you watch your diet most of the time or you let yourself like have some flexibility? No, well, once I'm in like the camp, but, but once I'm training like hard, I'm walking like at least once a day, I'm walking at like 175, 180. Got it. What's your, what's your diet like right now? Like, so you're in between fights. You just had a fight. So you're like still kind of coming off that one. What are you eating now? These (laughs) gummy gummy bears or gummy worms. (laughs) Popeye's chicken. (laughs) So you just, you you just eat whatever you want right now. Like you're not worried about it. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Plus, Plus you had a newborn man. So you're like, you're not sleeping. You're probably got cravings through the roof. Yeah, I'm eating everything. You think you think I'm baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but you still working out though, right? So, do you like post fight? Do you take time off from working out, or do you I give yourself a, a rest, off. or what do you do? Week I off. Back. I start back today. Nice. So, when you start back, what what is your workout schedule like? Do you are you just doing like once, sport specific? Once a day. Once a day, just like rolling, fighting. What what do you? What does your schedule look like? Yeah. The rolling, striking, or strength and conditioning. I started back again on Tuesday, so I'll be doing two practice uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But mostly right. just one. What, what's your favorite part of training? Like, what do you do? You like the strength and conditioning stuff, or you prefer like the the technical sparring and rolling and all that? I like piecing people up. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I love it. I love. It. So, how often do you spar? Like right now is it just like once a week or do you do it all the time once a week okay and then as you get into camp how how intense is camp like do you do you eliminate distractions like because i know you have a newborn but like are you the type of person who's like a monk in camp like nobody bother me are you like chill just having fun (laughs) like what is your style i just i don't even stress it i even fall asleep before my fight <laughs> oh my! I, I got So you, you got a lot of people because I, I have a lot of followers on Facebook that are excited about this interview. So they they have all these questions. So one of them was like, "What's your mood like before a fight?" So you fall asleep before a fight? Fall asleep before my fight. I I just be chilling honestly because I already I'm seeing my head. I'm just I already told myself, and, and it's just not in me. It's confidence, you know. I'm confident. Yeah, you know, God gives me and a confidence. In the work that they got put in. Dang, man. So have you always been like that or did that change over the years? It's just got easier over the years as competing. Yeah. Like just just realizing I belong there was just like, yeah. And then once I realized that, and then before I even start fighting, I was like, damn, man, if I can become top in the nation, I was like, I can do the fighting. I was like, I've been different. I've been beat over 300 men in wrestling. Strong people, and I've always been different. I just mm. kept that in my head, so I always just remember that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's that's crazy. So when you wake up from a nap pre-fight, do you take any like pre-workout or anything, or you just get after it? I just eat a little bit, and then we start getting after it. I do like three rounds hard in the back, and then just bouncing, and then get out there, go do the do the dance. Oh man, so what what's it like walking out? Like, what was what was the feeling walking out in front of fans? Have you walked out in front of fans yet? Have you been in front of a crowd at all? I have. Yeah, only one fight. They need to get me in the crowd again, man. Um, I just need to feel that energy. Yeah, man, dude, you got you got to do Madison Square Garden. Yeah, That's yeah. Extra car, bro. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, 
Exactly. The, when I walked out my debut on Israel as a signing card, yeah, I just knew I belonged. I could feel it all. I was like, this is me. It's Hell yeah, time. dude. Hell yeah. I love that, man. And I, nothing, I never felt so almost everything just felt right that fight. And then when I went out there and did that, I was like, damn. That's I was sick. too excited. I almost blew my kneecap out. Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> that. That's right. Me and my brother were watching and we, we, uh, you know, we're big football fans. We've seen guys do like, you know, football celebrations where they're jumping up and they, and they, they bust their knee when they land. Right. Because they're just, they're too excited or whatever. We saw you do that. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, no way in hell did that just happen. He just fucking knocks someone out in seven seconds. And then his uh, knee gets busted on the celebration. <laughs> <laughs> was your knee okay though? It was fine. Uh, yeah, I strained my calf. I wasn't able to flex my calf for like a month. Oh my gosh, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. Obviously, like your your body's probably so like jacked up at that point. And like you're probably just exerting so much force jumping because you're excited. <laughs> your body's like, what the hell are you I doing? No, I was in the picture. I look like a little frog up there. We were crying. <laughs> That's wild. So do you have like any thing you do to uh, like routine wise fight day or fight week. Like I know some clients or not clients, some fighters are superstitious. Sounds like you're not, but like, is there anything you do? That's like, just like a normal part of your routine, like a certain meal you eat before the fight or anything you do that's consistent every time. No, everything's always different. Honestly, I I should be like one seventy five before my fight. 10 pounds up from, or excuse me, 20 pounds up from, from weigh-ins. Yeah, that's, Dude, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. So, so that process of making weight is that hard for you at all? Like, do you think you'll fight at a higher weight class at some point? Eventually, yeah. I want to do one fifty-five, maybe two more years, and then just bulk up, take like six months off, get swole, go one seventy. Yeah, go go uh, go fight uh, Chimaev. <laughs> yeah, fight, huh? That'd be awesome fight, man. Oh my gosh. That that would be insane. That, that would be an absolutely incredible fight. Wrestling is nasty. Like I took I feel like I took it easier than Islam did. People don't even notice that. They really watched your fight. Anytime I took him down, it was with ease. Yeah. Yeah. You made it look you made it look easy. I mean, I, I feel like you haven't even gone into deep waters with anyone yet. Like, I don't know if anybody could handle more than you know, a couple rounds with you right now with, with where things are, at least from what I've seen. I agree. If I can get like I told myself, if I can go three rounds hard, I could be any man on this planet, and that's where we're trying to get to. Yeah, man. That, that's so do you feel like uh conditioning-wise, is is that a strength for you? Like, cause I know some guys, you know, they're 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 guys who are like, if they don't get you out of there within the first like couple, you know, couple minutes, like they start to they start to tank, right? Their conditioning goes down south like really quick do you feel like you have condition you just haven't had to use it yet or is it something you need to work on and what i need to work on at first because i was getting too comfortable just because like i knew i could like beat up like, at any time in the first round but um, i'm glad i got that home experience and now i'm working harder again and just realizing that that's some people's gift some people's speed some people's power and some people's gift is they can just take a beat and stay stay there. Mm. Yeah, you it's, you seem like I mean because like I think uh, this last fight there was a moment where 
uh, what's his name? I think he may have landed a kick or something like that. It was pretty flush. It was not, not a kick. It was a punch. I think it was pretty flush, but it seemed like you took it. Like it wasn't even a factor. Like you, you, you feel like you have a pretty good chin too. Nah, I did. Uh, I thought he was going to throw a hook. That's why he saw me roll out. I was just con- I was conscious and ready the whole time. He started to again. I slipped back. He almost fell over. Like, yeah. I need, honestly, it hurt my nose though. My nose was leaking, but it didn't phase me. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's insane. I could take a hit. I got a thick neck, so like my head never really moves. So like it helps. Yeah, absolutely. So so you had a ch- when did you have your son? You just had a baby. So how how close was that to your fight? Uh August 9th and the fight was August 6th. Wow. Awesome, man. Awesome. So what so has that changed things for you? It made me want to just show like not only that I'm a professional, but I knew there was no way I was walking out or anything from here on out. Yeah, no, I mean, having, having kids is, uh, an incredible new chapter, man. Like, especially since you got, you got a boy, like that's, (laughs) that's every father's like dream, man. Get your boy out of the way. Now you have your legacy. My son needs the Versace shoes, all that, man. Um, (laughs) I saw as you got, Guys, got to get beat up. I can tell he got a taste. He always grabbing my chains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a man. It's okay to have expensive taste as long as you got the work ethic for it. Exactly. I want to show him that man. Man, he's going to be able to see that all his whole life that nothing comes without sacrifice and hard work. Absolutely, bro. So. Who do you want to? I know we talked about Patty, but like, let's say that fight doesn't happen. Is there anybody else on your list? That you'd wanna you'd wanna fight? Um Battery Riddell, Jim Miller, Bobby Green, Ooh, uh, Joe Sileski. Just all those fights excite me. Um and like no, it's never disrespect for me. It was just I think those fights just make sense to me. Yeah, I agree, man. Those are all great fights. I think uh Jim Miller would be a cool one too, because he's probably He's got to be close to having his last fight. I know he just beat Cerrone, but like he's, he's got to be close to like seeing, seeing himself out. Right. So that would be a good way to send him off, you know, just beat his ass. <laughs> that would be kind of messed up though. I don't think the UFC is going to give you that one. No, they did. Bobby green, Bobby green's very interesting because he fought, you know, he stepped in to fight Islam last minute. I knew Islam was going to beat him just that style. I mean, Islam's wrestling against his, him is just too much. So that would be an interesting fight because that would probably get your name uh, way, way closer to being in the rankings or on the map for some bigger fights, which, you know, I think, I think you match up well with Bobby Grant. I think you beat, I think you win, but I think that would be a good one for publicity wise. Yeah. And I think I could get to show my cardio and go to distance. I think we both crispy on our feet and, is this going to be an exciting fight all night? Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I know he recently tried to call out Patty too. And uh, I think maybe maybe Dana says no to both of you and gives you guys each other. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, people want to, like Patty says, he's right. Um, it's just, and it's not that it's not that we want the crowd. It's just we know that's just people know that's an easy fight. You don't see no one calling me out. Maybe no, like, no, no. It's because no, they know you beat your ass, but 
Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's always funny when I hear about fighters saying like, oh, they don't have the following or the clout or whatever to fight me yet. But it's like, that's not, that's, that's not why people love the UFC. The UFC is like the, the matchups, right? The matchups are why the UFC is so popular is because yeah, you know, exactly. it, it, it's not political, right? It's like just yeah. match up the best fighters. Exactly. Yeah. I love it, man. So bro, this is, this is awesome, man. I love getting, having a chance to chat with you. Um, me and my brother and my family, like we're super big fans of yours, bro. So this is, uh, this is epic, man. I really appreciate you spending some time with me, man. Ain't no problem, man. It was fun. It's fun. Cool. Uh, where where can people connect with you if they're interested in uh, following your career and making sure they don't miss any fights? Check me out at TRX155 on Twitter and Instagram and TRX95 on TikTok. Shout out to Warrior Camp and shout out to my son and my family's helping me support and my teammates who take the the ass kickings from me and help me start all camp. I appreciate you. And yeah, man, shout out to warrior camp. Let's go. All right, let's get a prediction, man. When, when will you be champ at 155? Not, not if, but when, 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 when is that going to happen? Two to three years top two to three years. Focus just nose down and just getting straight to the grind. I think two to three years, we get it done. Absolutely, bro, man. I can't wait to see it happen, brother. I, I believe, man. I, I've, I've, I've called it since day one. As soon as I saw the seven second knockout, I said, "Yep, this is, this <laughs> is for real." <laughs> hey, thanks, brother. God, God is great, man. God is great. Yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, man. Thanks for spending some time, and uh, hope to catch up with you again soon, bro. Thanks for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave us um, a review. A review. Come back next time.